Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Crew First Culture Podcast. This is Jeremy. Thank you, as always, for spending some time with me today. I really, really appreciate that. I hope to use that time to to maybe give you something to think about or maybe even add a little value to your life. That's the goal, and, and we're going to see how close I can come to that goal. But to start off with, just jumping right into it, I'm trying to get this going to share just a little bit less than a minute long kind of clip to get us going in the direction that that I feel is a really good direction to be headed today and, and into our topic. But uh, this is John Piper. It's a it's a short clip. I first know of it, knew of it from a just a kind of an introduction to a song that came out a while back and just wanted to look it up because it's just really thought-provoking kind of to me and so it ended up being a sermon basically from John that I've never watched the full video the full video is like an hour uh there are other videos that are around 10 to 15 minutes of just kind of clips of that and I've seen uh, listened to those and just got some really really good points and so you know for those of you that don't don't consider yourself spiritual people uh, just hang in there with us. The, you know, we're going in a good direction, and so give a give me a little bit of time before you click off of here. But it's it's going to be some some conversation that I think we all need to hear. So let's just get into. It. And warning, it might be a little loud. I, I don't know why it records pretty loud, so don't let it scare you when I push play here. The only possible attitude toward out-of-control desire is a declaration of all-out war. I hear so many Christians murmuring about their imperfections and their failures and their addictions and their shortcomings, and I see so little war! Murmur, murmur, murmur. Why am I this way? Make war! If you wonder how to make war, go to the manual. Don't just bellyache about your failures. Make war. So there you go. I, I feel like that's a really good place to spend some time talking. Especially where he ended it right there. Where, where he ended, or at least where I stopped. That little YouTube video kind of ties it into where I would like to head. And that's kind of in the direction of you know, the fire service or maybe even, even in, at home. How many times have you been sitting at the firehouse table and lots of griping is happening? You know, everything from something big, like, you know, cannot believe the fire chief has made this decision. It's it's literally splitting the department in half. All the way to as petty as griping about how the coffee, the free coffee that we get every day sucks. You know what I mean? It, it is, it's 
it's each side of, of those equations and everywhere in between. You know, we love to gripe about everything under the sun. But what percentage of those conversations ever really ends or, or even involves anything productive? You know, ideas of how we can make it better or, you know, ways that we should be still thankful for what we do have or, you know, what, whatever. What percentage of those conversations are truly productive for our day and for our mindset and for our attitude and just for the morale of, of our crew? I would say just from experience, especially from my experience in the past, not so much recently, thankfully, but it's very, very low, very low. Once you start getting sucked into that negativity and, and that victimization, it's very hard to turn that around, especially when you have multiple people chipping in into that. You, know, you get the group think of of yeah yeah you know, rah rah let's fight you know, all this and it's hard for somebody even if they know it's the right thing to do it's hard for somebody to stand up against that and say hey you know I know this is an issue it sucks I hate it just as much as you all do but what can we do about it is there something we can do about it and in the big picture, like as in, can we truly make a difference department-wide in this area? Or at the very least, what can we do about it as a crew to not let it ruin our day, to still do our job at high levels, no matter what's going on behind the scenes or in admin or, or whatever. And that's what I want to focus on. You know, he says right there, he's, why bellyache about it? Why gripe about it? Make war. You know, these things are tearing us apart. They're tearing apart friendships. They're eating away at the morale of our department and our crews. They are sucking the life out of the best job in the world. Why are we not fighting them just like we would fight a war against somebody that was doing that at our house and, and in our country. That negativity, that victimization that we like to play, it is eating away everything that makes our job the best job in the world. We have got to stand up and fight that. We cannot allow these things to continue to you know, take away from what we have. You know, he talks about later on, you know, the his his greatest enemy isn't Satan. His greatest enemy is is John Piper, is him himself. And if he goes to hell, it's not because of Satan, it's because of John Piper. And so I directly correlate that once again. If, if you want to bring it into the, the subject that we're talking about, once again, I think it's perfect. 
my biggest enemy, as much as sometimes I like to think and say, my biggest enemy is not over restrictive policies or closed minded leadership or, you know, administration that that just doesn't want to hear any new ideas or, you know, the, the haters on the Internet or checked out lazy firefighters and on and on and on. And, you know, whatever we have used as kind of that, you know, that that enemy on the other side of the line, that the, the thing that we're fighting and the thing that holds us back, that's not it. My biggest enemy is not any of those things. My biggest enemy is Jeremy Sanders. That is my biggest enemy. And and here you go, which is even more powerful. If I don't reach my full potential, if I don't reach the full impact and influence that I possibly can on others, it's because of me. It's because of Jeremy Sanders and the choices that he has made. I cannot blame not reaching others on a boss that is holding me back or a policy that keeps me from posting so-and-so. You know, these people do have power. These people do have power over us. But the power to contain my purpose, the power to limit my influence and my impact is not a power that they possess. It's not a power that they will ever possess. Because no matter what they do, no matter what choice they make, no matter what rules or policies they push, I still have the choice to fulfill my purpose. And that purpose might not be fulfilled at my department. You know, maybe it's it's a legitimate thing that, that I'm just not able to do much at my department. Okay. Maybe that door is closed, but I guarantee you there are lots of other doors open. Lots of other avenues that we can explore to share that message we have that we've been given to share our story, our experience, and to influence others and make an impact and a difference in somebody's life. Those, you know, people and things that we like to blame our faults and our failures and our setbacks on. They're just excuses that we make to help us be okay with being less than what we should be. That's it. It is nothing more than an excuse when I say, you know, I want to do something, something big, something that means something. But, you know, I tried to, to push something up to my boss and, and he, he just wouldn't go for it. Or, you know, she never returned my emails. Whatever. If that's the case, okay, that's, that's a reason 
to find other avenues to share whatever you have to share. That's not an excuse to stop. It's not an excuse to fail. All that is is a reason to start looking elsewhere. We have got to stop using these excuses as to why we aren't doing what we really know we should be doing. Yeah, we we had a we had a medical class today, so you know couldn't couldn't do so and so. We couldn't do you know this or that. Or we had a couple calls. So couldn't get any training in today. It was a weekend, couldn't get any training in today. Over and over and over. You know, if, if we want to find an excuse, it, they're out there. It's not hard. It's always easier to find that excuse than it is to actually just do the work. And I say that, but Sometimes that's not even true because doing the work sometimes is a lot easier than the effort that some people are putting into avoiding the work. It seems like some people work even harder to avoid the work, avoid the, the choices that really should be made, avoid doing the right thing than if they would have just put that effort into doing it from the start, doing the right thing, getting it done, and moving on. But no, we, we want to find justification in staying in that comfort zone. We want to feel better about not putting ourselves out there, about not you know, having to fight the fear that we might be feeling about whatever it is that's coming. You know, if it's training, I don't, I don't want to fight the fear of failure. So you know what? I'm. I'm just going to call in sick today. I don't, I don't want to other, I don't want others to see that I might mess up. So I'm just, just not going to do it. I'm going to call in sick today. And, and that way I don't have to really have that anxiety. And that's what it comes down to, isn't it? It's not the people that's holding us back. It's not the, the policies the rules that's holding us back. It's not the, you know, just the the limitations that are physically holding us back. It's ourselves. You know, it is. It might be fear. Fear is a huge thing. You know, our something I like to say is the fire service is just supposed to be filled with these, you know, huge class A, class A, huge type A personalities. You know, the just strong and and get job done and fearless and all this but really what the firehouses are full of are a bunch of people that are scared to death to fail they're scared to death to put themselves out there and that's the truth you know i'm one of them luckily i have been able to kind of push myself drag myself along to fight some of that but it's still there. And if, if I wasn't willing to put that effort in and, and, and willing to you know, deal with the discomfort that comes with it and even the pain sometimes, that's, that's who I am. We all have that a little bit. And a lot of us have way, way too much of it. Can't tell you how many times you know, there are people 
that I guarantee you, everybody on the department knows if there's training that day that, that is known ahead of time, that they're not going to be there. They're going to take off. That That's a part of your, your rep. That's who you are to everybody. And I can't, it would just suck to, to know that that's what people think about you because that's who you are. That's who you have proven to be. When really you should just be honest and say, man, I struggle with anxiety. When, when I'm putting in, into a, a training environment, especially when there are people watching me, it, it makes me very anxious. And I get kind of, I, honestly, I, I get worried that I'm going to mess something up and look like an idiot. How come we can't say that? that that's me. I mean, you know, I've been a firefighter for 20 years. I've been an officer for 10 years, basically. And so you would think, you know, you're probably pretty comfortable in what you're doing. But still to this day, when we have a training event that's put on by the training department, so I know there are going to be others watching, I still feel some anxiety. I still feel a little bit of fear that I'm going to screw something up. But I guarantee you I'm not going to take off work to avoid that. I'm going to use it in a way that hopefully allows me to grow a little bit, hopefully allows me to gain a little bit more confidence because, yeah, I was worried. I was concerned. I was overthinking things. But when it came down to it, just like always, we all did our jobs. We all got the job done. We did it together and, and we performed as well as we could have. It was a good exercise. And, and seeing that happen and seeing that play out just builds a little bit more of a layer of confidence so that next time when it happens again, I have just a little bit more thickness to fight with. But if you aren't putting yourself out there, if you aren't willing to fight those fights and, and to, you know, go against that discomfort it's never going to get any better it's going to continue to get worse you're, you're going to continue to fall behind more and more and more all because you weren't strong enough honest enough humble enough to just put it out there and, and either be honest with somebody and tell them this is what's going on. I, I need you to maybe help me with it or just, you know, not that you have to share it, but just be honest with yourself enough to know this is something that I'm going to have to overcome. And by, by saying I have to overcome it, that means I have to push myself somewhere I don't want to be. And until that happens, you will be the person that takes off instead of trains. You will be the person that even though you act like you have all this experience and know-how and yeah, you've been on and you're the, the quote 
senior this or that. Everybody knows that you are afraid to train. So how much faith are they going to have in you when it comes down to the real thing? That is something that really, it, it, it hits hard. Uh, I hope it hits hard to a lot of people. Because if that's the person that you are showing everybody that you are, don't ever think that people don't see that. Don't ever think that you're you know, sneaky enough to hide that. Everybody sees it. So for me, I would rather push myself and be uncomfortable and, and be a little afraid, a little anxious, uh, a little, you know, whatever, than for people to think that I can't handle myself enough and I'm going to run from whatever it is that is in my way. Because I dang sure don't want to be that person. I am not going to be known as the person that runs from what's stopping them, runs from what they're, you know, uncomfortable with. That's not who I want to be. I might be the person that gets out there and looks like an idiot because they screw something up or, or sounds like a, a goofball on the radio because they don't do it right. but I won't be the guy that isn't there. So really that's kind of the, the biggest, kind of the biggest meat of what I had. I don't want to sit here and, and get into my, my circle talking if I allow myself. So I'll leave you with that. Hopefully it gave you a little bit to think about. You know, like I said, I think that there's there's a lot of us that need to hear this stuff. You know, this is this is the stuff that you just don't hear a lot about. You, everybody wants to talk about tactics and wants to share war stories, wants to, you know, just do all the fun stuff. This isn't fun stuff. You know, talking about what we're afraid of, talking about what we're anxious about, talking about what it is really holding us back when we be honest about it. That's, that's definitely not the fun stuff to talk about. But it is the stuff that is keeping us from making a difference. It's keeping us from making the fire service better. It's keeping us from being more of an influence on others. And so if that's the case... It's what we need to work on. It's what we need to talk about. And it's what we need to share. So thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. Uh, one more thing. I should have started out with it, but I'm going to steal an idea from a couple friends. The Taylor with the Couplings podcast and, and Chief Moore with Firehouse Vigilance, they do a thing to where if you rate their podcast, they'll send you some stickers. And I... You know, it, it, it's very hard to get reviews and ratings if, if you are somebody that has a book or you have a podcast, whatever. It's, it's just hard to get that done. So 
if you will take that, you know, that minute of time to to do that, I I truly appreciate it so much, and I will more than happily send you something to show that appreciation. So, if if you have a minute to spare that you want to rate and review the podcast, if you like it, if you enjoy it, please do so. Message me, direct message me, or, or reach out on the home or the website crewfirstculture at yahoo.com if you want to email whatever saying that that's that you left a a review and what your address is and i will send you some stickers and thank you very much for for all of that so look forward to getting on again and as always stay humble and do